Welcome to the Top Nonprofits Podcast, the place where modern nonprofiteers gather to learn from best nonprofit leaders and organizations. Today's podcast is called Why Employers and Candidates Need a Matchmaker, and it's made possible by our friends at PNP Staffing Group. PNP Staffing Group, founded in 1996 as Professionals for Nonprofits, provide the full suite of staffing services exclusively to the nonprofit, association, and social good sector. Specializing in filling positions that are key to the growth of an organization, PNP offers every staffing solution a nonprofit may need. Temps, temp to hire, interim professionals, direct hire search, executive search, and consulting services. Again, that's PNP Staffing Group. Welcome today, um, everybody listening. I would love to introduce you to our friends here, Ira Madden, the Executive Vice President at PNP Staffing Group. Hi, Ira. Hey, Amy. How are you doing today? Doing great. What about you? I'm well, thank you. Thanks for asking. (laughs) Um, And Ira, I understand that you have Jared there with you, Jared Siegel, Executive Recruiter for PNP Staffing Group. Yes. Hi. How are you? Well, thanks. Hi, Jared. Thanks for joining us. Hey. Terrific. Um, So one of the things that we really try to do at Top Nonprofits is provide our audience with really helpful insights from others, best practices, and learning from other people's experiences. So today we're going to be talking about why employers and candidates need a matchmaker, and we are very happy to have Jared and Ira here. So I'm going to be asking you both some questions that have been submitted from our audience. I'm going to put you right on the spot, Ira. Um, There's a lot of conversation, I I heard quite a bit from people, about a term, talent management, and um, I thought I'd go right to you. What is that? Sure, Amy. So, so let me explain what talent management is. So talent management is the science of using strategic human resource planning to improve business value and make it possible for organizations to reach their goals. Everything done in talent management deals with recruiting, retaining, developing, rewarding, and making people perform as part of a talent management strategic plan. A strategy in talent management really needs to link a strategy of the business plan together. Many organizations put tremendous effort into attracting employees to their company, but spend little time into retaining and developing talent. A talent management system, however, must be worked into the business strategy and implemented on a daily basis. It cannot be left to do solely as an HR function but rather to be practiced on all levels. The strategy must include responsibilities of line managers to develop the skills of their immediate subordinates. So it really is a hands-on, every division, every person who's a hiring manager must work together to create that strategic plan. Ira, can you repeat those specific bullet points. I started writing those down. It was the part of the plan, the elements of the plan are recruiting, retaining. Okay, so everything done to recruit, Mm -hmm. retain, develop, reward, and performance, people performance, is part of the talent management plan. 
Gotcha. And but, where, where do you normally see organizations have, a, have more difficulty? Do they tend to focus on the recruiting maybe and not the developing or? Well, I mean, if you wanted to be self-serving, Amy, I would say recruiting because but that, you know, that's just an ad for PNP. But truly, it's the retention, I feel, you know, as, as, a, as an executive really doing this for, for, you know, more than a dozen years. Mm-hmm. I would say that it's retaining staff and really um, making sure that, you know, they have a clear pathway to understanding their goals and expectations and also mm-hmm. creating a reward system for people to retain them and keep them. The biggest problem in the nonprofit is turnover and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, retraining and rehiring. It costs a tremendous amount of money. Ira, there's, I, there's a lot of talk about culture of organizations. What are some of the best ways for you to assess if a candidate will fit your culture? Yeah, that's really important, Amy. In the nonprofit arena, we find here at PNP, it's all about the fit. It's all about what the candidate brings to the position, their passion for the mission, and, of course, their work ethic. So uh, a couple of questions that I think would be good for listeners to put into their interview process uh, for example, describe the work environment or culture in which you are most productive and happy. I think that's a, a really open-ended question. Uh, another one would be describe the management style that would bring forth your best work and efforts. Another, another good one would be describe what you believe are the most effective roles that a good manager plays in his or her relationship with reporting staff members. So you see, it's, it's not just, you know, no man is an island. You are only as good as the team that you support. And finally, you know, another good question would be, how would your coworkers describe your work style and mm. contributions in your former position? So these are telltale fit, culture fit questions, which become very important based on the management and the environment of the nonprofit that the candidate is going into. I guess we're not going to ask the question, you know, what is your biggest weakness? Uh, so that's not a good question to ask at an interview. I, 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 I because, you know, I think it's such a, a stock question nowadays. Right. I think mm-hmm. everybody comes up with the same answer. And, I mean, nine times out of ten they're going to say, I don't delegate enough. I mean, it almost seems exactly. that is the answer that everybody uses. Um, it, 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 no one is going to say in an interview candidly what they feel is their weakest uh, trait other than something that can empower them, you know, to build a stronger team. Now, what's interesting, though, in our reference checking process here at PNP, we do ask that question, and very often employers will tell us candidly what a weakness of an employee was, but very mm. seldom will the employee themselves or the candidate themselves share that as a, as a weakness, you know, straight on with either the recruiter or the new employer. So it really pays to think through some creative questions that are open-ended. Right. I love the question, you know, what would your coworkers, how would they describe you? As a follow-up to that, Ira, what kind of response are you, is, is the, hi- would the hiring manager be looking for? You really want 
uh, the person to say that I'm, you know, open-ended. I give people responsibilities. I don't micromanage. Uh, mm-hmm. I give people the flexibility that they need to get their job done with the resources that they need. Uh, you know, as you know, yeah. the open-ended questions lead to second and third questions, which can bring out a lot about a person's personality and culture. Uh, if you have someone who really wants to own the position in every way, shape, or form, and you're working for an A-type manager, that's not going to work. So it's, uh, you know, you really, these open-ended questions very often, that's why I like how would someone else describe, you know, or, or tell me about your management style, or, or even the one that I started with, you know, what's the, what's the environment that, that is most productive for you? That should tell you a lot. I think that question should really start the conversation. What's the environment or culture in which you are most productive and happy? Um, and, and the answer could be as simple as a manager who really understands my skill and allows me the space to get the job done. Oh, that's fabulous. I, I thank you for that. Um, Ira, one closing question for you before we start asking Jared um, some questions about um, candidates. We're in a competitive talent environment. What does that mean for employers and candidates? So a competitive talent environment, let's start for, you know, the, um, the employer. Uh, the number of people, and we'll specifically talk about the nonprofit, Amy, the sector, mm-hmm. uh, the number of positions are way higher than the number of talent that's in the market at any given time. So in the nonprofit arena, you have uh, organizations that are looking, let's say, dozens and dozens of organizations that are looking for the same particular professional. Let's, let's, do, let's do fundraising since that is mm-hmm. you know, the largest uh, portion of any nonprofit. So you need someone who really is skilled with uh, you know, the ability to raise philanthropic uh, support. There may be three dozen organizations right in your community that are looking for directors of development or directors of major gifts. So the competitive talent environment would be for the employer. How do they put this out? At what salary range? What type of environment are they offering the candidate to make them interested, you know, beyond just the, uh, the mission? And then for the candidate, the candidate's saying, well, wait a minute, you know, I really like my job. I am getting nice reviews and, you know, in line of the political environment, whether you, you know, you agree with the current, you know, politics or not, the nonprofit environment now is going to be very um, heavily affected by mm-hmm. uh, budget cuts and donations and such. So perhaps it's not a good time for me to make a move. So it's a competitive environment. And then, of course, it's up to the client. You know, many of our clients don't understand that they have to sell the position to the candidate as well. It's up to them. It's not just up to the recruiter. It's not only Jared's job to bring the candidate forward. He can bring them in, but the client really has to say, listen, Amy, this is a fantastic place to work, and let me tell you why. We have mm-hmm. upward mobility. We have this. We have that. And, you know, we pride ourselves on, on being aware of, um, you know, the, uh, the stress of the position. And we, we reward that heavily. 
So the days of posting a position and thinking that 100 people are going to, 100 correct people are going to apply is gone. That is really something that mm. is to the employer to really put that out there. And then, of course, getting the right candidate for the job. As I said earlier, in the nonprofit, it's all about fit. You'll have fundraisers who are only interested in working in a human service organization, you know, whether it be to help the homeless or battered women or hunger or whatever it may be. And you're looking in the arts, let's say, at one of the major museums, but you like this person's background, but he or she may not be interested in the arts. So segmented uh, sectors is a very big thing in the nonprofit. Mm -hmm. People sometimes like to stay in the sector that they're most comfortable in or that really calls to them the most. Yeah, yeah, I see that. I I do see that a lot. Um, and, And I think that's a perfect segue. Um, so, Jared Siegel, again, um, he's the executive recruiter at PNP Staffing, and he's here to answer the, some questions that came in um, for, for us to ask you. Um, Jared, first off, as I said, that was a great segue from Ira, um, in which, you know, talking about the competitive talent environment, it kind of leads me to the question that was posed, which is, you know, why do experienced professionals need a recruiter to represent them? You know, somebody who has oodles of experience, um, wouldn't they just generally be able to figure out um, the best way to find future employment on their own? Or what, what does a, I guess, what would a recruiter do in representing them that would be more beneficial? Okay, I think kind of based on what Ira was talking about, I think one of the keys is acting as an advocate for the candidate with the client, um, pushing for, you know, the skill sets that the candidate has that are relevant, you know, to the position and helping the client to understand why that candidate is a good fit and why they have to advocate for the organization. Mm. You know, I feel... Candidates come to us because of our years of experience in the nonprofit field. Because of the relationships that we have, um, we're really able, you know, I present candidates who are, you know, for open jobs, and a lot of mm-hmm. times I'll know certain clients might down the road or a couple of weeks out have a job opening. And if I come across, you know, a great candidate early on, I'm in a position to help them and kind of say, present them to the client and say, I know you don't have any openings at the moment, but look at this great candidate, advocate for them, and, you know, make that match. So I really think it's about the relationships we have with our clients and being able to advocate for them. I think it's also about us being able to better kind of coach and, you know, even for the most experienced candidate, helping them be tailoring the resume, um, advising them on, you know, the right kind of questions as you and I were touched on from the client side, from the candidate side that they should be asking. Really to kind of narrow down kind of the resume and making sure it's relevant to the position and the right relevant questions to ask. Oh, definitely. And so, so, for example, you, you just mentioned that you'd help um, prepare the candidates for interviews um, with employers, people that you actually have had relationships with, too, so it's organizations that you know well. Um, can, 
what are the best questions a candidate can typically could typically ask um, a, an organization to figure out if that is a good fit for them? I think the biggest thing is for the candidate to realize they're interviewing the organization as much as the organization is interviewing them and not be shy about asking, you know, everything from why is this position open, what happened to the previous person, um, asking, you know, specifically how do you see the culture of your organization, what type of, you know, hours, what type of work experience. Um, just going into as much detail as possible that they want to know that would make them feel comfortable accepting the opportunity. If somebody were looking at different recruiting firms, um, what, I guess, criteria should they use to select the right firm to represent them? I think really it's the industry you're looking to be get into or continue in you know, making sure that that firm has the experience and relationships and has been around for many years in that industry. Again, kind of circling back to PNP, you mm-hmm. know, we do nonprofit. We know nonprofit. We've been doing nothing but nonprofits for 20 plus years. So we have the relationships. We know the market. Um, we know the clients. We know what they're looking for. And we can really help that right candidate, you know, find the right position in the nonprofit field. Sure. Could you share some of the ground rules that you you probably work with, or you can suggest that a candidate should use when working with a recruitment firm? Absolutely. I think my biggest is transparency and honesty with the recruiter, letting them mm-hmm. really know everything from what current salary you're at to what salary you're looking for. To any specific perks, um, are there specific employers you're looking to connect with? Um, just being honest with where they are in their search. Have they applied on their own anywhere? And keeping us in the loop as their search progresses. You just made me think of another question, Jared. <laughs> so my question uh, is a follow-up to that question, really. Can you share with us, of course, no names, but could you share with us an example of a situation where maybe a candidate was not transparent or um, either wasn't transparent about something or just plain out lied about something and it, it didn't work out well? What happened? I could tell you, you know, on a couple of different occasions, um, it could be where there were some, shall we call, quote, hiccups in the client's work history that, mm-hmm. you know, they weren't honest with us about and had they been, and again, one of the benefits of working with a recruiter is we could have worked through that and it would not have been an issue. Mm-hmm. So again, I think it goes back to transparency and honesty. And in a lot of cases, and I often have to emphasize this to candidates, they might have applied previously to the firm, to the particular client, to let us know. Mm-hmm. Because resubmitting them, it's just not going to work. It makes them look silly, it makes us look silly. Gotcha. Yeah, for sure. So with, certainly you've laid out, I think, a very attractive number of reasons that somebody would be working with a recruitment firm. So thank you for explaining those in in detail. That was great. But if somebody is not, let's say somebody still is just wants to go it alone, Jared, um, do you have any advice for those listening who are outside of hiring PNP staffing groups or working with you guys? Um, is there any particular 
helpful hints that you would give for a job seeker to really improve their chances of getting hired at an organization where they want to work? Absolutely. First and foremost, I tell people on numerous occasions, I see resumes that are way too broad, that they really need to tailor the resume with the relevant experience they have as it relates to the position. The other thing I would say is really, really do your research on the organization. You really want to be able to answer, you know, who they are, what they do, and why you want to work there. So... Those are great. Those are great tips. So, not to be too general, be very specific, and also um, in, in why you want to work there, as well as also fine tuning and targeting your your resume and making it speak to what that open position is. Okay, Ira. Pretend that I am a hiring manager at a nonprofit organization, and I want to make sure that I get it right the first time around. What advice do you have? What steps should I take in order to be well prepared? So the, the environment, as they say, in the nonprofit is competitive, and I think that when organizations find that they have a need, they should really put a little bit more emphasis in creating that job description and bringing uh, you know, a group of people together to be sure that they have all the details and all the requirements and what they're looking for. So that even if they're looking on their own, if they're searching on their own, or they do want the services of a, of a search firm, they know that they've covered all the bases so that when candidates come forward, they really do understand that, you know, the, the, the level of the candidate that they're interviewing has just about, you know, the, the level of requirements that they're looking for. If they go into the market without really a plan, it's just going to take them that much longer. And then, of course, it leads to a bad hire, which is the worst scenario of all, because they've lost all that time and they've overseen uh, people, you know, talent has come and gone, and uh, it's just a waste of, uh, of energy for the nonprofit. So be, be really aware of creating that description in a way that truly does paint the picture of the type of, organi- the type of person you're looking for. Ira, I do have some tips for the hiring managers, what they specifically can look at to, when interviewing somebody to really make the right match. I mean, we know that in the world, you know, there's that 80-20 rule, you know, nobody, nobody knows 100% of their job. You really do want to hire someone that knows 80% has the, uh, you know, the, the intrigue and the experience so that they could learn the second 20%. But if there are databases, if there are skills, if there is experience that's a must-have for this position going in, make sure you note that in your job description. It makes it easier for the recruiter to bring forward that talent. And again, Mm -hmm. if you're doing it on your own, it weeds out those people who would not necessarily apply because they don't have those skills. Jared, you've been great about answering the questions we had regarding job seeking um, from the applicant's perspective. What I'd love to do are just maybe get some last points from you on the best approaches for someone who's looking for a job in the nonprofit sector to take. Thanks. I think really just to kind of circle back to, you know, being, you know, really kind of tailoring your resume for the position, really being sure you understand and know the organization that your interest is in, 
again, going back to, I always use the who are they, what do they do, and why them. Really wanting to, to, to be able to answer that and really not to take it personally if working with the recruiter, they don't get right back to you. You know, sometimes we're chasing clients. Um, you know, sometimes it just takes a little time to get that feedback. But I make it a point at literally Friday of every week to always circle back to all my candidates and give them a status. So not to read into it, not to, you know, I have people tell me, oh, no, I didn't hear from you. I didn't get the job. It's, you know, really just, again, people are busy, things are going on. And, again, one of the benefits of working with a firm like ours and the recruiter is having that person advocating for you directly with the client and your resume not getting lost in the shuffle. Well, I think that's those are the things that make you both such wonderful matchmakers for um, candidates and for jobs and for organizations. So uh, those are some wonderful points. I hope everybody listening, I'm sure everyone listening has taken away some great value from today's conversation. And um, I encourage you to follow up, reach out to, to Ira, to reach out to Jared um, and feel free to call or email me as well. So thanks, everybody, and let's get together and do this again sometime. Have a great day. Thank you, Amy. Thank you. Bye. Thanks so much. That's it for today. See you soon. In the meantime, check out all of the other great resources we offer at topnonprofits.com. 